And God, you are so worthy. Because, Lord, you were not content to sit by and to shout your love from heaven. But no. No, your desire was to show your love here on earth. God, so accept our praise. Accept the glory we have to offer. God, accept our worship to you, Lord. In Jesus' incarnate name we pray. Amen. You guys can go ahead and take a seat. Welcome, family, to Encounter Church. A special welcome, uh, those of you who might be uh, new to Encounter Church. We're so glad that you're here. Uh, I'm honored that you decided to spend your Christmas Eve here at Encounter Church. We don't take that lightly, and we're so glad that you're here. My name is Dirk. I'm the preaching pastor here at Encounter Church. And, uh, and tonight, what I'd like for us to do is, is to experience a fearless Christmas. And you, cannot, you heard that right. It's, uh, it's not a fearless Christmas. It's a fearless Christmas. You see, I think that, uh, I think that fear on some level is, like, is, is God-given. Like, he, he gifted us fear, I think, to, to help keep us alive, to help keep us living for longer. Like, I think it's on some level fear inside of us that kept our ancient ancestors away from like the giant stripy cat prowling around the tigers in the, in the jungle somewhere, right? Fear keeps us alive. Fear keeps your little ones alive. When the kids like crawl up onto the backs of the chairs and then go like tippy toes on the countertop, reaching for the very top shelf, it's your fear that grabs them down and keeps them alive. But it's like, it's that fear, though, at some point, sometimes crosses a line. And that fear, instead of, instead of protecting our lives, it starts to take it away from us, starts to rob us of our lives. And so what we're doing tonight is, is, is recognizing that, in the words of at least one person, uh, it might be impossible to live fearless, but it is possible to fear less. And so that's my aim, that's our hope together tonight, and I think infinitely more important, that's God's desire for, for each one of us uh, tonight, to live with less fear. And so uh, Encounter Church is a place, we don't check our doubts or our skepticism at the door, we believe God is honored by bringing those things into this place and, and acknowledging them, and in the same way, fears acknowledge them, bring them along with. And so I want to just kind of open it up and say, like, what's some of the fears that you might have? I brought a list of just a, uh, a couple of them. One of the fears that you might have is um, cellophobia, which could be, right? could be uh, a fear of lights and sparkle if you have cellophobia. I'm guessing this might not be the best church uh, for you to experience. Uh, Christogenetichophobia is the fear of Christmas itself. Again, I doubt you're here, but you might be courageously watching online, so we're so glad that you decided to brave your fears and join us. My personal favorite on the list, though, is uh, this fear. I want it on the screen here. I brought it with uh, hippopotamonstrasses quiptadeliophobia, which, if you can believe it, is the fear of long words. And that just seems cruel, doesn't it? But like, what are some of the fears, on a slightly more serious note, like what are some of the fears that, that, you, that you brought in here tonight? I'm thinking uh, one of the fears that I have uh, is, is a surprise gift exchange. This is an actual gift that I took from under the tree. I, it's got my name on it, and it's very heavy. I don't know what it is. If you do know, don't tell me until tomorrow. Uh, but 
one of my fears is, is an unreciprocated surprise gift exchange. Years ago, I, uh, my wife and I met another couple uh, out for dinner, and we're sitting at the table, and we got there first, and we're watching as our friends came in, and they're carrying a package like this one, right? It's all wrapped up. There's a bow on it, and we're like, I didn't, I didn't know there was like a gift exchange. I didn't know where we, are we like, are we this close? Are we doing this now? And we're, we're scrambling. We're like trying to find something to like offer in exchange, and I'm like, uh, salt shaker, Splenda packet, like what? What do we got? They sit down. My wife is like, oh, no, really, you shouldn't have. And I'm like, I got you this used iPhone. Like, here you go. It's, it's painful, right? When, when it's it kind of expected that we're doing this exchange, except for I didn't get the memo. I did not understand the assignment. I, I don't know what to do in return, in exchange for an unreciprocated gift exchange. And we're going to come back to that one in, in, in just a moment. What I'd like to do tonight is on a very serious note, is to recognize that, that all of us, we bring fears. We bring fears in the church. We bring fears around with us all the time. And we're going to open up the scriptures, and we're going to hear God speak into some of these fears. He's going to speak into our fear of being criticized. He's going to speak into this fear of, of an interrupted life. He's going to speak into the fears that we have of of opening our heart up for hope just one more time and one more time being disappointed. Uh, join me if you'd, if you'd like. We're going to go to Luke chapter 1 to start off this evening's message. The angel of the Lord went to Mary, went to her and said, Greetings, you who are highly favored. The Lord is with you. And Mary was greatly troubled at his words and wondered what kind of greeting this might be. But the angel said to her, do not be afraid, Mary. You've found favor with God. You'll conceive and give birth to a son, and you're to call him Jesus. I keep in mind in the Christmas story, this is what it means to be favored by God. Being favored by God for Mary means that, that, that she's now a teenager. She's engaged, betrothed. Marriage was more of a process than an event back then. And now God comes to her and says, you're going to have God's baby, and, and you're not totally like married yet, and there's going there's to be some thoughts that people are going to have about that, and that's what it means to be highly favored, Mary. And she's like a typical teenager. She's like a typical bride getting ready for her wedding. I mean, I just imagine her like on Instagram, like searching farmhouse chic barns. And she's got no idea how significant a barn is going to be in her life. She's doing the thing where she's like looking up, uh, she's looking up names for her kids. You know, I don't want kids for years from now, decades from now. You know? I mean, maybe Emma if it's a girl, Liam if it's a boy, I don't know. She's practicing her new married last name. And the angel comes and says, you're going to have a, a baby. You're not prepared. You're going to have this baby all alone. I mean, there's no doctor, there's no nurse, there's no midwife. I mean, sure, Joseph is going to be there in the barn, but like, <laughs> I had two kids. I was in, I was in the room for delivery. I, was, I did not contribute much. I imagine Joseph didn't contribute all that much either. What Mary's experience is, is life, her life, interrupted. Have you been afraid of life getting interrupted? And I just think of a couple that, that never said it out loud. They wouldn't. They just sort of assumed 
as many of us have. That they would have kids that are healthy and perfect and all together. Except for when they had that perfect child. The phrase medically fragile was introduced into their vocabulary and life was going to be different from that point on. It's an interruption. I think of somebody who is okay with his job. He doesn't love his job, but it's something and it pays the bills and he's okay at it. He's pretty good at it, in fact. And so he goes in day after day and then all of a sudden something happens and next year the job that he has planned on every year for so many years doesn't quite seem as sure as it did previously, even just a week ago. And he's going, I, I didn't want to be looking. I didn't want that, at least not right now. You're kidding me, right? Life interrupted. We've been dating for a long time. I think he's the one. Any week now, maybe this is, the, this is the week he's going to propose. Except for what he proposes is that they see other people. You're breaking up, you're dumping me? It's life interrupted. Mary's life is interrupted. The angel comes to her and turns everything upside down. Yet, church, it's favor with God. We're still talking about her today because what she viewed as an interruption, God viewed as an invitation to experience a different life, a higher life, a better calling. What that family experienced as an interruption with a medically fragile child, experienced their heart growing into a capacity that dad did not know that it could grow into. What they experienced as an interruption, God had in mind an invitation to something higher, to something better. The, the guy who's now looking and on the search for something new, he never would have started something new on his own. It was too safe. It was too comfortable but but then when he got the he gets the push to go out and try something or at least just to try and find a, a new company he didn't know that purpose he didn't know that passion could be attached to something called work he saw it as an interruption God saw it as an invitation something better something higher that newly singled young woman who didn't want to be in this place right now right here, this season, learned firsthand that one was a whole number. And if she it couldn't be happy outside of a relationship, she very likely will never be happy inside of one either. What she saw as an interruption, maybe not right away, but years down the road, she looks back and goes, man, that was God's invitation to a life that was so much higher and so much better than what I could have ever thought possible okay I want to experience the interruption as an invitation you know who's not going to see it that way <laughs> literally everybody else everybody else around me aha the the Joseph story uh, Matthew 1 this is how the birth of Jesus the Messiah came about his his mother Mary was pledged to be married to Joseph, 
But before they came together, she was found to be pregnant through the Holy Spirit. Joseph had a job. Joseph knew a trade. Joseph was a carpenter. He worked on a job site. Shoulder to shoulder with some guys all day long. And I, just, I wonder what they said. I wonder what, uh, what critique of Joseph's decision that they may have offered. Uh, Joseph, your uh, you're soon-to-be wife, she's pregnant? Yeah. And it's not yours? Nope. Nope. We can all agree on that. What are you, you going to do? I, I'm thinking of sticking it out. She says it's God's. I'm going to stand back and stand by her. You know, you just imagine the criticism that this guy faced, right? Like, I mean, seriously, Joseph, you're buying that. Like, she is into you deep. Hook, line, and sinker. She's got you. How gullible can this guy be? Joseph knew criticism. He knew the fear of criticism. If there's one truth that we've come to expect, is that pleasing God means disappointing people. There will be criticism that comes as a result of following him. There's criticism that will follow you for any decision you make ever. You will be criticized. You, you will be criticized for the kind of music you listen to. You'll be criticized for the way that you vote. You'll be criticized for the money, for what you spend your money on or what you choose not to spend your money on. Criticism will come. And the truth of the matter is, is that if you live for their applause, you will die when their criticism comes. Joseph had to learn this. He had to learn that you couldn't please everyone. But in fact, you could please one. You could please the one whose opinion actually matters. And so the angel comes and the angel visits him a second time. Verse 20, after, after he considered all this, keep that in mind when it gets messy, when relationships get weird, keep in mind that the angel came after he found out that Mary was pregnant, not before. After he had considered this, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream and said, Joseph, son of David, don't be afraid to take Mary home as your wife. What's conceived in her is in fact from the Holy Spirit. Let me, let, me just, let me just ask the question. Whose disapproval are you afraid of? Now, another way to put that is whose approval are you living for? I think of some people that, that are still living for the approval of their parents and they live 500 miles away and you haven't had a meaningful conversation with them in years. And I want to offer you like some, some freedom on that front. I said, if you, if you haven't pleased your parents yet, you probably never will. But that's okay. That's okay. Because remember, if you live for their applause, you'll die by their criticism. You can't please everyone. But you can please the one whose opinion actually matters. Joseph and Mary, teenagers, 15, 16 years old, they said yes to obedience with God. They said yes to taking the next step. They said yes when, it, when the smart thing to do for Joseph was to run away. They said yes to staying when they wanted to hightail it out of there and be done with this whole thing. They courageously stayed 
and said yes to obedience and said, outcome, God, is your responsibility. Obedience is mine. And it's in that small act of obedience, staying when they wanted to go, saying yes when they wanted to say no. It's in that small act of obedience that God did a tremendous and extraordinary act in world history by breaking in. I wonder what he's going to do through your small act of obedience this year, this, this weekend. And the Zechariah story. Luke 1, Zechariah, Zechariah and Elizabeth. Zechariah is a priest, and when he saw the angel, he was startled, gripped with fear, and the angel said to him, do not be afraid, Zechariah. Your prayer has been heard. Your wife, Elizabeth, will bear you a son, and you'll call him John. You see the backstory on that one is Zechariah and Elizabeth are 55, 60 years old when the angel came and visited them. 60 years old, I wonder how many times Zechariah and Elizabeth knelt before the bed at night and prayed to God and begged God to give them a child. And year in and year out, decade in and decade out, God saw it fit to not say anything at all, to not do anything at all. I wonder how many baby showers Elizabeth had to go to for someone else and celebrate the provision in someone else's life, the healing of somebody else's family and never experience it once for them. And now the angel comes and we understand why Zechariah was a little cautious, the fear of disappointment once more. The, the fear of opening up his heart, just a, just a slight, because every time he's opened it up and hoped and dreamt just once, it was met with disappointment, crushing disappointment, even despair. So no, he, he, he's got a hard time believing that it's true. He, he has a hard time believing, I think, until he meets his son. His first words are, his name is going to be John. <laughs> the fear of disappointment, the fear of hoping again, the fear of dreaming again. When you've been crushed, when you've been in the despair, the fear is too much. It stops you from hoping, stops you from chasing, stops you from dreaming I don't want to open up my heart again. I don't want to let another man in. I don't want to allow another woman to break my heart. I don't want to hope. I don't want to step out in faith. I don't want to give my life over to Jesus because I just can't take one more disappointment, especially not from God. So let's come back to this question. The question for tonight is, in the story, which do not hear or which do not fear do you need to hear? Because God breaks in and speaks again and again the, the, same, the same four words. Do not be afraid. That's good news. See, the thing about like fear, about not being afraid, Easier said than done, right? You know, and I'm just, I'm just struck with, it's a lot easier, I think, to replace something 
than it is to drop something, to lose something. And so if we could come back to the idea of an exchange, you know, I just, I just think none of us, especially I think me, want to experience an unreciprocated gift exchange in Christmas. Christmas is God himself standing before each one of us and saying, I've got something for you. Probably one of the well, most well-known passages of Scripture of all time. You've seen it at most football games. John 3.16 on a banner. For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only Son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. God loved, so God gave. He's standing at the door that's what Christmas is about. It's a, it's a gift. He's got a gift for you in Jesus, the, the great gift exchange. And he's here for you, and he's here for I. And the thing, remember, about fear is it's a whole lot easier to replace it than it is to just drop something. So, like, guys, this is what I propose together. I propose we participate in a gift exchange. And this is how a gift exchange with God works. What do we have to offer him, you know? Uh, I don't know. Do we get a scented candle for God? I mean, you gave us Jesus. How do, we, how do we pay that back? What do we? No, no. We give God whatever it is that we have. If you've got a fear of disappointment, I want to invite you to give that to God in exchange for his son. If you've got a fear of criticism, of what they're going to think, I want to invite you to hand that over to your Savior tonight. If you have this fear of the interruptions coming into your life and it's just not going the way that I planned, the way that I wanted, I'm struggling with this invitation kind of thing, I want to invite you to offer that fear of life's interruptions in exchange to the new life of the Son of God that's given to you this Christmas. That's what this is all about. This is all about the exchange where we exchange our fear for his peace. We exchange our sorrow for his joy. We experience our wrong for his right. We experience all of the little hells that we create here on earth for the gift of his heaven. But church, I want to invite you to stand up right now because I think uh, we, can, we can respond to this in no better way than to participate in the exchange, in the great gift exchange that God is offering in this world. So this is what I'd like to do. I'd like to make this fully participatory. So this is, this is you and God time. I'm going to offer up a prayer. And guys, if you've prayed for a long, long time, if you've been on this journey with God for a long, long time, and you find yourself saying, yeah, yeah, this gift exchange thing, this is true for me. At the time when I prompt you, I'm just going to ask you to raise your hand and say, yeah, yeah, the gift exchange that was true for me yesterday, I'm just renewing that again tonight. Yes, I'm in. I'm still in. I've been in for most of my life. For some of you, this is going to be brand new. This gift exchange idea is, is going to be for you for the true for the first time, or maybe for the first time in a long, long time. And if you find yourself along with this prayer saying, yeah, yeah, that's true for me, I'm going to ask you to raise your hand and say, yeah, that's true for me for the very, very first time. It's true for me too. So let's bow our heads, let's close our eyes, let's go to our God who's presenting the gifts to us. And we offer up, Lord, to you just a simple prayer. We offer up before you 
just the three simple lines. The first one is, I'm sorry. I'm sorry for my fears. I'm sorry for my sorrow. I'm sorry for the wrongs that I have dealt. I'm sorry for my sin. I am sorry for my fear of disappointment, fear of criticism over what other people think, fear of the interruptions as far as life. I'm sorry, Lord. And next I want to say thank you. Thank you for exchanging my fear for peace. Thank you for exchanging my sorrow for joy, my wrong for right, my hell for your heaven. I'm sorry. Thank you. And please help. Help me to live a life worthy to be called yours, Jesus, in your family. I'm sorry. Thank you. And please help. Church, for those of you who have been on this journey with Jesus for a long, long time, like I have, I just want to invite you. Is the gift exchange true for you in your life? Do you believe that? Amen. Yeah. I thought it'd be a lot of us, right? That's true for us. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you for renewing this covenant commitment for this gift exchange that we celebrate. And with our hands, uh, continue to stay in the air. All of us now who are just simply believers, and for those of you now who are the new ones, and you're just on this journey for now the very first time or the first time in a long time saying, yes, I want that to be true for me. I want to exchange my sorrow for his joy, my fear for his peace, my sin for his righteousness. I invite you to now put your hands up in the air. Yes, put them up high. Yes, amen. Amen. Just keep them up there. Keep them up there. I just want to make contact here. I want to see those. Amen. Guys, you can put your hands down. Let's celebrate. Let's welcome those into the family of God who made this, made this commitment here tonight. Amen. Amen. And as we finish out this time together, as we wrap up here together, listen, if you just put your hand up and said, you know what, I guess I haven't thought about it in a while, but I want this gift exchange to be true. Your assignment now is just to tell one other person, any other person. It could be who you came with here tonight. It could be me or Joe up front, anybody on the worship team. Just tell one other person. We've got somebody in the prayer table in the back that would love to pray with you and they would love to celebrate you with you. Because this is what God is doing. He's inviting us into a fearless life. In the name of Jesus, amen. Hey church, it's our sincere prayer that this message was able to help you find new life in Christ. And if you did find it helpful, would you consider donating to help drive this ministry forward? And don't forget, there's no substitute for doing life together. So find a worship experience, join a small group or a serving team today. You can do all this at EncounterChurch.org.